for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today we're going to be looking at Isaiah 44, 6-8, and seeing an incomparable God. So today's readings are coming from the English Standard Version, and I encourage you to follow along as we study. So the passage reads, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. So you all know how I feel about the book of Isaiah. Isaiah it is an amazing book. We studied through the whole book that after we did First John. So that's going back a little bit. I hope y'all are enjoying some of the classic episode reruns. Uh, I know that you know. I'm sure y'all have gotten a kick from hearing my squeaky voice. I mean, my voice is still squeaky, but it was really squeaky then. So I'm sure that that's really blessed you. Hopefully, you were able to get a little bit of the content <laughs> coming in, but. Isaiah, I love the book of Isaiah. If I were stranded on an island and I could only have one book in the whole Bible, it would probably be Isaiah. Like, there's so much grace, so much justice, so much holiness, so much just everything that you want in the Bible. Well, I don't know, like my sinful flesh. There's a lot in Isaiah that my sinful flesh does not want. And we're going to look at some of that today. But everything that you need is in the book of Isaiah. So, this passage... This passage is really powerful in that it shows God. God is the speaker in this for most of the passage. And we see him really call on the people of Israel to really look around. And our first point today is that we need to understand our opposition. Understand our opposition. God does not want us to pretend like there are no problems in life, to pretend like there are no counterfeit idols, there are no things that would draw our attention. Like, God's not delusional. God says, look around like, who is like me? Let him proclaim it. It's a challenge. Do you know of something better than me? What he's doing here is, you have to look at the context. If you remember from our study in Isaiah, this was written to a people who were in exile. While the people were not in exile yet, the tone of Isaiah, this section of Isaiah, I believe it is chapters 40 through 55. I think that's, I got my numbers right. That whole section there is written to a people who are going to be in exile. So, what we see in this passage is that Isaiah, as he puts forth the word of the Lord, we see God say here that we need to understand our enemies. Like, if we want to appreciate just how good God is, we need to understand the alternatives. What are the alternatives? It's easy to think that This world is overwhelming us. It is easy to think that this world is all that there is. 
whether it be financial burdens, work burdens, it might even be conflict to church, whatever it is, there can be real opposition that we face. So what do we do? Well, our second point today is that we understand God. We understand God. If we are to hold to God in the face of strong opposition, then we need to know who God is. Look at verse 6, the way that Isaiah introduces God. He says, thus says the Lord. This is invoking God's covenant name, the King of Israel. That is showing his place among this nation, his Redeemer. You know, I talked about one of the reasons why I love the book of Isaiah. God is Redeemer and the Lord of hosts. This God of armies that we serve. There's so much to unpack there. And while I could spend a lot of time diving into those, I want us to approach this from how what Isaiah wants us to think. Obviously, there's a lot here to think about, but I want us to spend some time thinking about how we are to think in the first place. Christian, you must spend time understanding and learning about who your Savior is. If you go about your day, you know, trying to do good things, maybe even trying to have a gospel conversation a week, you might, you'll have some success. I mean, it's better than just living completely like a hellion, I guess. But ultimately, you are not going to grow as a Christian. You are not going to grow in joy. Rather, you are just going to flounder. You'll get burnt out. But when you see that we serve the Lord, the King of Israel, the Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, then, friend, you can stand up to this hostile world that we live in. Then, when you are faced with horrible opposition, and I guarantee you, it is probably not worse than the nation of Babylon taking you out of your home and then putting you in a foreign land. I mean, exile is probably a little bit better than... It's better than my situation. I can promise you that. But we see that this is what God gives the people of Israel. He gives them... Theology for life. This is not a theology that's given to a people that's living in a comfortable place. This is not like a monastery. This is not given to, you know, I'm at seminary and I love seminary, but this is not an address to seminary students. This is an address to a people who are in horrible, horrible shape. But God wants them to have good theology to know who he is and then to love who he is, to trust on him as a rock and to know that there is no other God. And our final exhortation today is to follow Jesus boldly. Follow Jesus boldly. The reason that he gives us this, like I said, it's not just for fits and giggles. It is so that we can live and serve our good God. It is so that we can walk in power and in victory, knowing that our God indeed has made a way for us to know Him. Our God is our Redeemer, and that even though our sins were many, His mercy is more, and He bought us back from the darkness that we were in. 
Now we really can fear not nor be afraid. And that is rooted in understanding what our opposition is, as it really is, not as overwhelming us, because we understand who God is, we know who He is, we grow by studying His Word, and by learning about Him through the church, through other great Christian books, Christian podcasts, all sorts of ways that we can learn about who God is, and then we can follow Jesus boldly, serving Him as the Lord of our life, as our rock, and as our King, and having joy in Him. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you haven't already, I would encourage you to go to our website, AdoptedBelievers.com. You can find podcasts, articles, other cool resources, and tell your friends about us. It's a great way you can support what we're doing. But without further ado, I'm going to see you all next time.